Alexa, sing happy birthday. Okay. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, happy birthday. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, good. Thanks. Okay. Happy birthday to you. Yeah. So she could do that. And many more. It's me, Cindy. It was just my mom's birthday. Don't ask me how old she is. It's a state secret. I thought having an automated hand servant would make a nice gift. So I brought the baby version of Alexa. She's called Dot, but she doesn't answer to Dot, which should have been my first clue this wasn't going to work out so well. After the presents were unwrapped, I ran through the setup, and then I said, go ahead, Mom, ask her to play some music. But Alexa tells us she's sorry, and she can't until we sign up for Amazon Music and launches into a commercial about the benefits. Alexa, stop. And no thanks, we're not doing that. So what can she do for us? Uh, Alexa, what's the temperature? Right now, it's 61 degrees. Tonight, expect a low of 59 degrees. Okay, so there's that. This virtual assistant wasn't looking too promising. My mom looks around the room for dust bunnies. Um, Alexa, tell, tell us a joke. What do you call a dog magician? Uh, I don't know. Labracadabrador. Seriously? Let's give this another shot. Alexa, tell us a joke. What was Baby Banana's first word? Don't know. Yellow. Okay, so maybe the joke thing's not going to work either. I look at my mom. She's shaking her head, sadly. That's very nice, honey, my mom says, as though I just brought home my first crayon drawing, which is either a green monster or a tree. But maybe you should take it her home. Not that I'm not grateful. It's just I don't think... I know, Mom. What's the point? unless you're compelled to stay up to date on the current temperature. So I brought Alexa back to my house. Mostly she's unplugged, so she can't eavesdrop on my phone calls and conversations. But I keep her around in case I need to hear a joke, ever optimistic, or to see how plugged in she really is. Let's quiz her. Alexa, what season is this? In the Northern Hemisphere, it is summer. See, even she's confused, what with back-to-school sales already behind us and the tidal wave of pumpkin spice everything popping up everywhere. Clearly, it's fall. But as I sit here eating what's probably the very last of the watermelon this year, I'm kind of sad to think a summer is over. But then I have this realization, maybe it's okay. Maybe I'm over summer and watermelon. I picture a cross-stitch sampler hanging in a little gift shop. It reads, too much of a good thing is still not enough. Until it is. Take watermelon. I've been buying it all summer, cutting it up so it's ready to eat whenever I open the refrigerator in search of something sweet, which, as you know, is pretty much a couple times a day. Today, I thought, I'm actually getting a little tired of watermelon, which is when it hit me. Timing is perfect. It happens, too, with the all-too-brief, barely-month-long local strawberry season. I add strawberries to everything I can think of, piling them on top of whatever they'll go with, eating them, eating them, until my taste for strawberries runs out right around the time they do. Really, is that perfect or what? I almost bought a box of Pumpkin Spice Special K the other day. It was on display with the Pumpkin Spice Cheerios, Frosted Flakes, Life Cereal, and Mini Wheats. Really. But I took it back out of my shopping cart thinking it was too early to get started riding the pumpkin train. But if I apply this new theory, realization, excuse to hit it and hit it hard because I'll be done around the time it is, I might as well head back to the store and swing by Snowflake for my first round of pumpkin ice cream on the way home. (laughs) Oh yeah, that. Remember when we only had pumpkin pie? Here are some of the choices that have cropped up this year. 
pumpkin spice tea, pumpkin K-cups, packaged coffee, pumpkin spice lattes, frappuccinos, cappuccinos, pumpkin spice hot cocoa mix, pumpkin-flavored Mountain Dew, and no, I am not making that up. You want healthier? There's pumpkin spice protein blend supplement, Duncan's pumpkin donuts and muffins and pumpkin Oreos and pumpkin M&Ms and pumpkin spice jello pudding and pumpkin spice yogurt and pumpkin pie Pringles. You know, the pseudo potato chips that come neatly stacked in a can? If you still can't get enough, you can rub pumpkin spice hand cream all over after washing with pumpkin spice hand soap, and then you can roll some pumpkin spice chapstick over your lips. I even came across pumpkin spice latte deodorant and pumpkin pie cologne. Smells like overkill to me. Although, I do love a pumpkin spice candle. Wish there was more? Seriously? You know, you can buy actual pumpkin pie spice in the baking aisle. Or, if you do it yourselfers, you can make your own. Quarter cup cinnamon, four teaspoons of nutmeg, four teaspoons of ginger, and a tablespoon of allspice. Although I'd go easy on the allspice. Then you just add it to whatever hasn't already been pumpkinized, if there is anything left. The only thing I can think of is dog food. But Trader Joe's does have pumpkin dog cookies. Because you can't leave your dog off the flavor wagon, can you? I think you can. However, like that Facebook post that I saw last week, let's not gripe about the overabundance of pumpkin spice anything and everything and let those who love it have their day. And by the time the last bag of pumpkin spice Oreos are off the shelves, we'll most likely have had our fill till next year. But here's another thing about the pumpkin proliferation. It is a very clever way to get us to spend more money. Yeah, there's that. It's not like I'm going to pull in to buy a McCafe pumpkin spice latte instead of a regular McCafe latte. Truth is, that is what you call an impulse buy. Ditto that pumpkin spice special K. I don't even usually eat cereal. And I don't use chapstick, and I only dare myself to stop at Dunkin' Donuts if somebody asks me to bring them somewhere. So really, the pumpkin thing is just getting me, and possibly you too, to spend money we wouldn't otherwise be spending. Not like impulse buying is a rare occurrence. It's more part of the fabric of life. Think about being online at the grocery store with your kids. Candy and little weird things, those tiny eyeglass screwdrivers and batteries and eye drops and magazines, which admittedly give us something to do when the line's long. And all that candy calling my name. And when the girls were little, theirs too. At one point, King Cullen created family-friendly checkout lanes. But rather than just having nothing to buy, they replaced the candy with books and balloons and toys. Worth noting, while they did reduce sugar shock, they did raise their revenue potential. You know, candy bars a buck something. A toy is a couple of dollars. So thanks for your thoughtfulness. You know who else is a master at the last-minute sell? TJ Maxx and Marshalls. Not only have they loaded the entry to checkout with a world of cute, colorful, and unnecessary mugs, pet toys, puzzles, socks. Socks? Coffee, snacks. They've created a maze of all these impulse buys that you are forced to mosey through a couple of steps at a time as the line moves forward and your cart gets filled with new kitchen towels and bags of jalapeno plantain chips. But sometimes I stop myself. I catch myself getting sucked in and jacking up my total. I put back the cute mug and the socks with the cute little sloth face or the pumpkin spice candle. And then turn to whoever is nearest to me and point out how I almost got sucked in I do that partly as my humanitarian contribution. What if they didn't realize that they're also being manipulated? And partly to lock in my commitment so I don't sneak that bag of chocolate-covered wafers back into the cart. 
And let's not even talk about what was in the cart before I get to the checkout maze of temptation. Suffice to say, I am rarely buying anything I actually need. Mostly, it's all just what I want. A sweatshirt in a really great color. A pair of pants that will replace the threadbare jeans I've worn past their prime. A top that I could wear to, um, well, nothing now, but what if someday I have to go somewhere and it's just the perfect thing to wear? I am very, very good at justifying buying clothes and house stuff and weird little trinkety sit-on-a-shelf things, most of which come home with me because they are too adorable to leave behind. And when I say adorable, that usually means that they have a face or in some way replicate or suggest some sort of animal, real or mythical. I have a house full of them. I say that my style of decorating is the look that looks back. All the little faces, they charm and, and they amuse me. And certainly that's got to be worth the 5 or $10 I splurged to bring them home, right? Too many cute dishes, too many mugs. But wait, what if I have 18 people over and they all want coffee at the same time? At least I'm prepared. So much stuff. I do have the occasional yard sale, usually every other year because I can only put it off for so long. But you know, a yard sale is a lot of work for usually not a lot of return, except sometimes you gain some floor space in the garage or the attic. Oh, did I just reveal another level of how much surplus, unused, unneeded, unwanted stuff I have? (laughs) Yes, I did. Like I said, too much stuff. Well, I saw an ad this week, an online class for reducing your clutter. Sign up now. Clever that the ad appeals to our tendency to shop, right? It made me think what I really need, what a lot of us really need, is an online class on reducing impulse buying, especially if you post the ad online and people just have to click register and pay. How to stop spending money on things you don't need. Get it right now. No, no, wait. Get it today only for $19.99. Think of how many people would jump on that. Ironic, isn't it? You'd impulse buy a class that teaches you how not to impulse buy. But wait, let's save $20. I looked up some suggestions. I don't think these ideas have any merit, but one is don't buy an item that can't be returned. It seems to me that just gives you bonus permission, right? You can buy it and bring it home. And if you, look, change your mind later, you can return it. How about shop from a list? That doesn't work for me. That takes too much time to write out a list. It could work conceivably in a grocery store. But TJ Maxx, when do you ever go into TJ Maxx at a list? I need a lot of things I don't know that I need until I spot them. That's what my list would look like. Here are a couple that could work or at least help you a little bit. One is to use a waiting period. Uh, you see something you want and you really, really want it, but you go, okay, I'll get it next week. Of course, that doesn't work in TJ Maxx because if you go back next week, it isn't there. But then maybe the waiting period does work if you look at it that way. You could think about your last purchase regret. That's good if you have any of those. You can unsubscribe or don't sign up in the first place for the emails from stores, which is really just one step away from the mother of all impulse shopping. Don't shop which is not going to happen. So we're just going to have to try some self-control. How was Santa's little helper able to stop eating cookies? He used elf control. Well, Siri, was Alexa just eavesdropping on me? I'm sorry, Cindy, I wasn't listening. 